2: This is the American Greed podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach. In this episode of American Greed, congratulations, you've won the lottery, but it's going to cost you. These scammers are masters manipulators. A lottery scam based in Jamaica is stealing billions of dollars from unsuspecting Americans. Is a check for a whopping two point five million dollars, sir.
3: This is Jamaican greed. This is what they do to make money. This is their job.
2: Scammers are spending money just as quick as they make it. The government is taking the fight to the criminals, but the damage is already done.
4: This isn't a victimless crime, and, and it's it's not pilfering from rich people.
0: I didn't really know what to do, because I'm thinking to myself, what if this was my grandfather or my grandmother?
5: I thought, oh my God, you know? <sighs> I couldn't believe it.
2: October 2015. It's a carefree sunny day in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. But for Tammy Donaldson, this lazy afternoon isn't time for fun. She has work to do. The swimsuit model and former Miss Maxim has recently started her own makeup business. While making a trip to the post office, she's stopped by a man in the parking lot.
0: This elderly man, he was like, ma'am, could you help me? He's like, oh, could you take my hand and help me inside?
2: After she walks him inside, Donaldson says he makes an unusual request.
0: He was like, you have to help me. Can you get me the overnight envelope and the information to fill out for an overnight package?
2: Tammy goes to retrieve an envelope, but as she walks across the lobby, a postal worker tells her to come to the counter.
0: I leave the guy, I go up there, and he goes, don't help him, and I was like, why?
2: The postal worker tells Donaldson that he fears the man is being scammed because he's constantly overnighting cash to random people. He advises Tammy that the best way she can help is by stopping him from sending any more cash.
0: So after he said that to me, I was like, oh, now I definitely have to find out what he's doing, so I went back to him. The man had cash in a white envelope. It was a lot. It was three grand.
2: Donaldson asks the man whom the money is for. He tells her he's sending it to relatives in Missouri.
0: And I was like, okay, but I looked at the address that he had wrote, and the address said Fort Pierce, Florida. So I was like, that's odd.
2: Before he can mail the envelope, the man's phone rings. Tammy convinces him to let her answer it.
0: I said, who are you? And he said, I'm his family. Right off, I knew they were Jamaican, definitely Jamaican accent. He was an elderly white man, so I knew that right there, they weren't family.
2: Tammy hangs up on the collar. The old man says he wants to leave.
0: He was so distraught and just so, like, worried. He's like, I can't deal with this now. I'm gonna have to go home. I'm not doing this.
2: As Donaldson walks him back to the parking lot, The man admits that the caller isn't family.
0: He just kept telling me, don't worry, don't worry, I know what I'm doing. He told me I've been doing a business deal with them for the past year.
2: But Tammy realizes this is no ordinary business deal.
0: At that point, my heart sank and I was like, oh my gosh, this man is like sending his life savings to these people, you know, for the past year. $3,000 every couple weeks, that's a lot of money.
2: Federal authorities say the man is likely a victim of one of the biggest frauds of the new millennium, the Jamaican lottery scam. Claire Hochhalter is an assistant U.S. attorney in Bismarck, North Dakota. He says hundreds of thousands of Americans are suckered by the scheme each year.
1: Some people lose tens of thousands of dollars and never report it to law enforcement. Some people lose hundreds of thousands of
2: dollars. Total losses could be up to a billion dollars annually. Surprisingly, the scam is quite simple. Conmen place phone calls to lucky U.S. residents and tell them they have won a sweepstakes. It's
1: typically millions of dollars and oftentimes includes a car. They use American Cash Awards, they use Publishers Clearinghouse, um, Winners International, Mega Millions. There's a number of different uh, scams that they
2: run Frank Gasper is an FBI special agent. This is a real phone conversation he has with a scammer. My
3: mom down in Florida says that she got caught, uh, she won a lot of money. How much money did she win? Let me explain something to
6: you, sir. She won $2.5 million in a cashier's check. She also won $185,000 in cash. She also won a brand new car.
2: But nothing in life is ever free. Federal authorities say the prize comes with a catch.
1: They're told that in order to receive it, they need to pay a certain amount of fees, whether it's listed as taxes or otherwise. They'll um, claim that a stamp fee has come up. There's some sort of custom fee that needs to be done, some other tax.
6: Well, what happened? The company already paid 99% of our taxes already, okay? So she's just playing a claim in fee to claim this package.
2: If victims choose to pay the fee, it could be the costliest mistake of their lives.
1: If you have to send money in, it's a scam. It's as easy as that.
2: The island of Jamaica is known for its beautiful beaches, crystal clear waters, and laid back lifestyle. It's a favored vacation destination for Americans who spend billions of dollars each year on the island. Two and a half million Americans come through as tourists every year. It's a very, very tight connection that we have with the Jamaicans. Luis Moreno is the United States ambassador to Jamaica. Jamaica's a very small country, uh, 2.9 million. Uh, they have a, a million or so living in the U.S. I always make the joke that, that Brooklyn is the third largest city in Jamaica, and there's a, a bit of a truth in that. Despite its small size, Jamaica is the third largest English-speaking country in the Western Hemisphere. The friendly nature of the Jamaican people is one of the island's most valuable resources. The Very openness of the Jamaicans, their personality, bright, sunny personality, the, the, that whole Caribbean lilt that they have, they're really, really wonderful people. In the 1990s, American corporations recognized the country's untapped potential. Numerous businesses, including airlines, insurers, and credit card companies, established Jamaican call centers to handle customer service duties. Many are located in the Montego Bay Free Zone, an area designed to attract foreign investment. But shortly after their establishment, Jamaican officials say some employees go rogue. Somewhere 10 to 15 years ago,
7: persons who perhaps had gained telemarketing skills um, figured out how to use these skills um, illicitly.
2: Peter Bunting is Jamaica's former National Security Minister. He says the scheme has since outgrown its call center origins. We've
7: done a lot of work to protect, secure, insulate call centers from the reach of scammers. But they have now evolved. Uh, They train their own uh, youngsters coming up, typically recruit high school students.
2: One of the most notable scammers in recent years is Sanjay Williams. Williams lives in Montego Bay, but also maintains ties in Charlotte, North Carolina. U.S. prosecutors say Williams begins his career as a caller, but soon finds a more lucrative angle to the scam.
1: Sanjay Williams apparently didn't have the skills uh, to be as an effective uh, phone scammer, so he went into the lead list selling business.
2: Lead lists, also known as sucker lists, contain the names of Americans who are the easiest marks. Williams runs a website, gamblersleads.com, where the feds say he sells lists to nearly 400 clients.
1: Sanjay Williams was able to uh, make hundreds of thousands of dollars from the sale of lead lists. They can range from pennies per name and number up to over $5 per name and number.
2: Lead lists are compiled in different ways. Some are created legitimately.
3: It's not illegal to collect telemarketing data. It's not illegal to do that. Uh, companies do that all the time in the States.
2: But that's often not efficient, according to U.S. Postal Inspector Scott Horn. Horn says savvy scammers like Sanjay Williams use direct mail to create their sucker lists.
3: The scammers may draft a letter uh, and say, if you want to enter into a lottery, the only thing you need to do is send a payment of 19.99 or whatever and they fill out the bottom part of this mailing, which is called a coupon.
2: Most people recognize the letters as junk mail. Others willingly write down their names, address, phone numbers, and even credit card information, then mail back the coupons. All the scammers need to do is sit back and see who takes the bait.
3: Whoever sent out the mailing knows that they have an individual who is, one, willing to pay, for an entry into a lottery. Two is willing to give you personal information on themselves that is a gold mine to these scammers.
2: The feds say Sanjay Williams develops a reputation for providing the freshest leads.
3: If you have a
1: list that is tailor-made and the most opportunistic type names or the best chances of actually scamming somebody, you're gonna have more reward for your time spent and you're going to have to work much less to get more reward.
2: 2,000 miles northwest of Jamaica lie the frozen hinterlands of North Dakota. To some, this is flyover country. But a cadre of savvy Jamaican scammers knows there's more here than meets the eye. To them, these cattle farms smell like money. Edna Schmitz lives in the tiny city of Harvey. Since 1958, her family has owned a small farm just outside of town.
5: Well, it was cattle and grain farming. And my husband also worked on the railroad. My dad was gone a lot, so
6: yeah, she took care of everything. She was out on the tractor, she was in the house, she was cooking, she was cleaning.
2: In 2010, Edna is widowed when her husband passes away.
5: Um, We got married in 1949. So we were married like 61 years.
2: The following year is difficult. I suppose she was lonely.
1: You know, depressed and missing dad.
2: But one day in September of 2011, her phone rings. The caller identifies himself as Newton Bennett and he has some of the best news she's heard in a long time.
5: He was um, calling me to tell me that I had won um, a prize from American Cash Awards.
2: The friendly voice tells Edna that she has won the unbelievable sum of 19 million dollars.
5: I said, well, I don't remember anything about a lottery. Well, he said it was a federal deal, you know. And it was perfectly
2: legitimate. But before Schmitz can collect her winnings, Newton Bennett tells her that she must first take care of some taxes and other administrative costs. She needs to wire $3,500 right away.
5: At the time, it, it, it just didn't seem like anything big.
2: And it's not, compared to 19 million.
5: I guess I just kind of thought, well, maybe they need to just clear up something to get this award or whatever.
2: The news is like a ray of sunshine peeking through the bleak Dakota winter. For Edna Schmitz, life is good once again. As she walks into her local bank to wire the money, she can barely contain her secret.
5: They said, don't tell anybody, not even your kids, he said, because it could complicate the situation of trying to get this, this cash prize out of there. Edna's
2: 3500 is sent to a Mr. Young in Ohio. But the $19 million never comes. A few days later, she gets another call from Newton Bennett. He says there's a problem. Edna didn't send enough money to cover the taxes.
5: And I said, well, why can't they just take the taxes out of the money? Well, the money is not yours until they release it. And they won't release it until they get
2: the taxes. Schmitz mails in another $20,000, but it's still not enough. They just kept calling and kept calling. Over the next eight months, she sends more money. $20,000 Twenty thousand dollars here, twenty-five thousand there.
5: What's going on over there? Mr. Bennett? Right. Hey, hey,
2: Mr. Bennett. Oh, okay. She ultimately cashes out two life insurance policies totaling two hundred seventy-nine thousand dollars.
6: It is almost like they've just taken over their, um, their minds. Do you think you could go to um, to Bismarck one day? And open an account in Bismarck. Oh my God. <laughs> I know, but um, what I'm saying is, if you open an account in Bismarck, um, you can transfer the money there. Somehow, they they convinced her to do these things that are just not even not even in her personality at all.
2: The Feds call the condition being under the ether. Get them thinking and
1: uh, hoping and waiting for that prize to the point where they would be willing to do almost anything.
2: Edna is frustrated when the prize money never comes. But surprisingly, she's never angry when she speaks to Newton Bennett.
5: He was um, a really friendly guy. And he was always, you know, had asked me about, you know, my family. And I just wanted to know how you were doing.
2: Edna's experience is not unique. As the feds say, many victims develop friendships with the callers.
1: They're anxious for some sort of contact, human contact, someone who cares or at least alleges that they care.
3: I have talked to several victims that tell me that they want to pay. They will pay and have paid and are going to continue to pay just to be able to receive the phone calls during a day because they are so
2: lonely. Federal prosecutors say Mr. Bennett's lies even extend to his name. They say Newton Bennett is actually Laverick Willocks, a Montego Bay man who allegedly purchased Edna's name on a lead list.
1: Laverick Willocks was buying lists from Sanjay Williams.
2: Federal prosecutors say Willocks has an extensive ring of associates that helps him move money from the US to Jamaica.
1: It went a variety of ways. There were wire transfers from bank accounts. In some cases, it would be MoneyGram or Western Union. There were other situations where currency itself would be mailed.
2: And sometimes the money flies coach. In 2013, a woman who we'll call Rita says she's roped into the scam after getting a call from an old friend.
8: I was contacted by an acquaintance that I hadn't seen in years, and she didn't describe exactly what was going on, but she had owed me some money from the past and said she felt that it was time to pay me back.
2: Rita's friend is a relative of Laverick Willocks. She says her family in Jamaica needs money, and she wants Rita to bring them $15,000 in cash.
8: She said she was sick and that she couldn't go. She asked if I would carry it to her. And she didn't trust anyone else
2: rita is told she can keep two thousand dollars for herself but when her friend tells her how she'll be carrying the money rita says she has second thoughts
8: it would have to be in a bra that's heavily padded and it would have to be under my breast and in a place where if, uh, with tsa padding you down you wouldn't feel it to the touch because of the padding. I was nervous, and I didn't want to do it.
2: After several hours of coaxing, Rita eventually boards a plane and smuggles the cash into Jamaica.
8: I was very nervous, very nervous. The whole thing was actually probably one of the most nerve-wracking experiences of my life, to the point of being nauseous.
2: Rita is relieved when she finally makes it to the family home. She delivers the cash directly to Laverick Willocks.
8: You seem like that right out of a hip-hop video you know, with clothes and hair. And I didn't think take him to be a terrible person, though. I mean, he seemed like a happy kid. He was happy to see me, um, very generous. You know, wanted to right away to anything I needed, I'll take care of you.
2: It's a typical Wednesday morning in Montego Bay. The sun is shining, the tourists are frolicking, and the anti-lottery police are readying their weapons. It may seem drastic, but lottery scams are damaging Jamaica's image. And for a country that relies so heavily on tourism dollars, image is everything.
7: It's extremely embarrassing for me. I think it's embarrassing for the government. It's embarrassing for most well-thinking Jamaicans.
2: Since 2009, Jamaican police and U.S. federal agents have partnered on an anti-lottery task force. Jim Stitzel is the Department of Homeland Security's Jamaican attache. We have to work collectively.
1: It's the only way we're going to be able to get these criminals because they're constantly adapting and changing uh, the ways that they go after uh, the victims in the United States. Once again, we are called upon to carry out very
9: crucial role. The information that we have relates to lottery scamming in two communities.
2: Kevin Watson is a sergeant with the Major Organized Crime and Anti-Corruption Agency, also known as MOCA. Lottery scamming has become as
9: lucrative
2: as the illegal drug trade, if not more lucrative. According to Sergeant Watson, scammers' homes are often easy to spot.
9: This is a normal neighborhood with houses owned by middle-income earners. However, among these normal houses, we have a mansion. We know for a fact that this house was built with proceeds from lottery scam activities. Proceeds from hardworking victims in the United States. Exactly. This guy has like uh, cameras all around. There we have a whole uh, camera there. He can see us from <laughs> more than a mile coming.
2: Watson says some scammers view their work as retribution against wealthy countries like the United States. In 2012, the Jamaican dancehall artist Vibes Cartel even has a hit song about the lotteries called Reparations. This fan made video says it all. I think
9: a lot of Jamaicans
5: know
9: the Vibes Cartel song that was done. Um, And a lot of scammers, this is their way of, of justifying the
2: activity. Sergeant Watson says the crime has become so popular that kids are idolizing the scammers. They live large, drive fancy cars, and put on outrageous displays of wealth.
9: Some of these lottery scammers, they earn so much money that they had parties and they buy expensive champagne and use these champagne to wash their cars.
2: On one of her trips to Jamaica, Rita says Laverick Willocks is treated like a VIP in the clubs.
8: Rock star. He's a baller. Like, if you're out with an NBA player or a celebrity, everyone's coming over to shake hands and say hello. They had their big table, a bunch of women hanging around, you know. They were definitely the guys you wanted to be around.
2: But the money comes with a price. Over the past decade, Jamaican officials estimate more than 1,000 murders in the country are lottery-related.
7: We've seen disagreements among scammers. Uh, you know, people stealing each other's lead lists, and it leads to violence and deaths.
2: On this day, the Anti-Lottery Task Force is targeting a scammer who lives in the hills outside of Montego Bay.
9: We're heading to a community that is plagued with lottery scamming activities. We are not sure of the risk, and so we're going to be treating this
2: um, as has been very volatile. The target is well known to task force officers. Just last year, his house was the scene of two murders.
9: Well, his brother-in-law was shot and killed there, and his brother was shot and killed on the playground over there for the same lottery scamming activities.
2: Officers approach the house. The man is alone and caught off guard.
9: I'm Sergeant Kevin Watson. I know, I know that too. You know it? I, know. I know Okay. So we're from the Major Organized Crime? I, am, I understand. An Agency. We have a warrant to search your premises.
2: Task Force officers search the house. The home is nice. Too nice for this neighborhood. The size of the
9: house is definitely an indication that this person is um, involved in, in lot with scamming. Yeah. The decor, the tiles, um, and so on. Officers
2: the find a thumb drive and a laptop, the... but the man's computer think... isn't working.
9: Are you sure you have nothing incriminating stored on that? You don't have any lead list stored on it? No, think. no, 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 chief. Not
2: what I know. The raid won't be a success unless officers can find something on the computer. They detain the man, confiscate his laptop, and prepare to leave. But before they do, they sweep the house next door where the man's sister lives. I'm
9: um, You are old? Manly. Manly? Who are you related to? Are your children, then? Yeah. Okay. All right, there's a laptop inside here. It belongs to you? Yes, sir. All right, come work.
2: Officers finally find what they're looking for. The woman's laptop contains a file with hundreds of names and addresses.
9: So these these um, appear to be names, telephone numbers, but lo- telephone numbers and addresses of persons who reside in the United States. Mm-hmm. Do you have any reason to have these persons'
2: information in no, your possession?
9: No, I don't.
2: Officers also find falsified bank documents, including a fake check for $3.3 million.
9: Now we notice some files here. Bank of America, there's a folder called Bank of America. Do you have a Bank of America account?
8: No.
9: Do you have any relation at all with Bank of America?
8: No.
9: Okay. So let me ask you now, are you involved in lottery scamming? If you are involved, Mm -hmm. and you have received money from anyone overseas, we are going to find out. Mm -hmm. So I want you to be honest with me, right?
5: Well,
6: being honest with you, I can't say I never do it, but I'm not involved in it.
2: No. The woman is a single mother to four young children. She could face up to four years in prison.
9: It is sad, and it is not only that um, United States residents are made victim of, of these activities, but we have victims right here in Jamaica. You know, yeah. children are being made victims because of these activities. You know, and so lottery scamming is really a monster.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back in North Dakota, Steve Little browses through some books in his office. They're written by his older brother, Michael.
4: He liked writing. I was surprised. I I didn't know he had that.
2: A former engineer and Vietnam veteran, Michael only begins writing after suffering a stroke in 2004.
4: The first book was uh, Strange and Mirror about his stroke recovery.
2: The writing is done mostly for fun and to keep occupied. Michael lives alone in a mobile home in Bismarck. Social Security is his only source of income. In total fixed
4: income, he never did uh, recoup what it actually cost him uh, to write the books.
2: In September 2015, Steve Little is shocked when he gets an unexpected phone call from his brother. Michael is in jail. He's accused of collaborating with lottery scammers. Well,
4: he was acting as a mule for the guy in Jamaica. Uh, He took a taxi to some other lady's house Uh, collected money from her and sent it off to Jamaica.
2: Over the past few months, Steve says his brother's mental state has been declining. He says Michael is confused when he's sprung from jail.
4: He didn't remember any lady. He didn't remember where the money came from. He thought he'd been in a hospital. Worst hospital he'd ever been in.
2: Steve looks into his brother's finances and can't believe what he finds. Michael hasn't paid any bills in months, and he's been sending his Social Security checks directly to Jamaica.
4: Um, Mike would withdraw everything in his account, wired off to Jamaica, and then go back to the bank and wonder who had rifled his account.
2: Steve estimates his brother sends over $10,000 to scammers. A month after the arrest, the brothers make plans to do some grocery shopping. Steve calls Michael's house to let him know when he's on his way.
4: Well, there's no answer. Yeah, Not a good sign. Uh, called him again, no answer. This is not good.
2: When Steve arrives at the house, the lights are off, but the front door is unlocked.
4: I went in and, and he was uh, sitting in a chair right by the front door in the entryway, um, gun on the floor uh, between his legs, and you know, slumped forward, and blood and brains and stuff against the wall.
2: Michael Little was 68 years old.
4: If if I have a bone to pick with these guys, that's it. Uh, they they created hope where it didn't really exist, or the, the illusion of hope, and and then they took it away. I'm convinced that, that he took his life because he lost hope.
2: Michael Little isn't the only casualty of the scam. In Texas, prosecutors say a woman hangs herself after losing thousands of dollars to Laverick Willock's crew. Other victims are afraid to leave their homes as scammers threaten them with physical violence.
1: Instead of talking about the prize that you're gonna win, it's if you don't keep sending the money, I'm going to rape your daughters, kill your son.
2: In Harvey, North Dakota, Edna Schmitz's situation is getting worse. Over the past year, she sent hundreds of thousands of dollars to Willocks, but she still needs to send one last payment of $5,000.
5: I had absolutely gotten rid of everything. I mean, literally everything. My CD, my Roth IRAs, my farm rent.
2: The last source of income she can think of is the two tractors on the family farm. They're worth about $14,000 each. She heads down to her local bank to see how much money she can get.
5: Well, then when I went in to try and borrow this money on the tractors, Then they discovered that there was already a loan on those tractors, so I didn't get that loan.
2: Fortunately for the Schmitz family, Harvey is a small town. The loan officer at the bank alerts Edna's son, Jeff.
1: He actually gave me the paperwork. He says, here, I just got to show you this, you know? And I was just shocked.
2: If they lost the tractors, Jeff says the family farm would be doomed.
1: I couldn't afford to buy tractors, and the equipment is so expensive now, you know. And there's not much profit being made, so I've been out of business.
2: Jeff and her sister Lisa confront their mother.
1: Say, so I come right over here then, and she was very hesitant to say anything about it. She kind of didn't know if she should really tell me.
6: I said, Mom, this is not real it's a scam i said it is but of course you know she had gotten in so far already that she didn't want to believe it wasn't it wasn't real
1: hi i'm ben i suffer from a condition called writer's block it strikes when i'm at work that's why i choose canva magic Write. it works fast Generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI.
8: Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction.
1: Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block.
8: Ask your boss if Canva Magirite is right for you at Canva.com, designed for work.
2: In June 2012, Edna Schmitz finally stopped sending money to Jamaican scammers, but only after her children intervened. She's lost nearly $400,000.
5: What in the hell was I thinking? I wasn't thinking. I can't even believe it. I mean, could you actually be that stupid? they convinced
6: her to do these things that are just not even, not even in her personality at all. You know, wire transfers. And I remember one for $57,000. And I thought, oh my God, my mother would never, (laughs) never in a million years would she write out a check for $57,000.
2: The family informs the federal authorities who open an investigation Fortunately for the FBI, the scammers are still calling Edna. The FBI records her phone conversations.
8: So, what happened about the check? Did they
5: get the check clear? No. That's the 5,000? Yeah. I we going to do
2: now. Using Edna's case as a starting point, the feds expand the investigation.
1: And that led to other information. Other people we were able to arrest, other information we were able to gather. That's how they were able to identify the victims. They found victims all over the United States.
2: Their digging eventually leads them to Laverick Willocks and the man who creates the lead lists, Sanjay Williams.
1: I don't know how many lists he bought from Sanjay. I think the investigation showed about $40,000 worth of lists. And bear in mind that Laverick Willocks is just one of hundreds of Sanjay's customers.
2: The Department of Justice says victim losses to the men are at least $5.5 million.
1: Edna is one of 80-plus victims or more. We have victims who lost a few hundred or a few thousand dollars. We had one that lost $850,000 that we know of.
2: In June 2013, Sanjay Williams is arrested when he makes a trip to North Carolina. Two years later, he's put on trial in North Dakota. Edna Schmitz testifies in the case.
1: People were amazed at the heroism of the people who came forward, who were willing to talk about the fact that they were victims in this.
6: And my mother, you know, is just this little old farm lady, and she's, you know, taken down these people.
2: After a week-long trial, Sanjay Williams is found guilty of conspiracy, wire fraud, and money laundering. He's currently chilling in a federal prison in New Jersey, serving a 20 year sentence. He's the
1: first leadless seller successfully tried in the United States. Hopefully
2: not the last. Federal prosecutors in Bismarck indict more than 30 people connected to the scam. 11 are arrested and take plea deals, including Rita, the woman who smuggled cash in her bra. She's awaiting sentencing.
8: I made a mistake. I made a huge mistake.
2: To this day, Rita insists she didn't know she was helping a lottery scam.
8: Now knowing the details of who was harmed in this is the, probably the biggest pain in my life. It just makes me emotional every time I think about it.
2: As for Laverick Willocks, he is officially charged with mail fraud, wire fraud, and conspiracy to commit international money laundering. U.S. officials are working to have him and other members of his crew arrested and extradited but it's a complicated process.
1: We are taking all the steps that we can, using the tools available to see that those people who are not in the United States are in fact brought to justice at some point. The extraditions, you know, take time because of all the legal, legal hurdles that you have to overcome, but we are crossing those uh, those T's and dotting those I's to try to get as many
2: extraditions as we can. In February 2015, The U.S. successfully extradites their first Jamaican lottery scammer, a man unrelated to the Lambrick-Willocks group. Jamaican officials say they hope to assist with several more.
7: We have actually encouraged um, our uh, U.S. law enforcement agencies to go for extraditions. And we're working on a number of, uh, on a pipeline of possible extraditions.
2: In addition to increased law enforcement, the Jamaican government has started a public education campaign. Mocha officers regularly speak to kids in schools, while radio and TV PSAs fill the airwaves.
7: Yo, this camera call people number for it. But when you mix up with them thing then, your number can get called. Are your family? Stop the teeth in, stop the scamming. I think you have to take a multi-pronged approach to, to combating it. We have to emphasize that this is not a victimless crime, that it is in fact a very cruel crime. And connect to them. Would you like your grandmother or your grandfather to be the victim?
2: Education is also important on the US side of the issue. Federal agents say they can't stop the scam until American citizens stop falling for it.
1: It's not something that law enforcement alone can stop. It's gonna take a joint effort. It's gonna take citizens. It's gonna take governments. Have you tried to talk to your elderly loved ones or your parents about their finances? It's not easy. Have that tough financial conversation because it's better to have it and have a small dust up now than have it when they've lost their life savings and I've seen it.
0: I just feel like America needs to know what's going on. Elderly people needs to need to know what's going on. Educate your 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 grandparents. This needs to be like put out there so more people know about it.
2: Thanks for listening to the American Read Podcast, presented by CNBC. I'm Stacy Keach.